This episode is sponsored by the Turmeric Co. The Turmeric Co. creates great taste in turmeric shots that harness the power of natural ingredients to support individuals on their wellness journey, offering anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, energy and immunity booster benefits. Welcome back to Mouthpiece. I am Savage Dan. I'm Paulie the Magic Man, Malanaji. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, the Turmeric Co. As always, remember to like, comment, subscribe, send us your videos, training, sparring, all of that. Let us judge you. It's obviously a boxing show, but I will never be able to get away with just going straight into boxing. We know what happened this week. Italy yes. are the champions <laughs> of Europe. Paulie, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to be able to grab the floor and, and have a voice, but I'm, my voice is uh, still a bit raspy. I've, I've not stopped partying. Um, I've not got much sleep. And uh, yes, it was very enjoyable. Although it, it was a rocky, it was some rocky moments, tough start. Um, I, 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 I didn't know if I believed it at first, you know, um, when, when two minutes in, we were, we were behind. I believe it was the fastest goal in uh, European Cup finals history, actually, in the, in the, in the final. Um, I thought we'd gotten off to a bad start. And with England being at home, I thought the momentum would really start to carry you guys. But yeah. Southgate went into a full defensive mode, uh, sort of in a, an old school Italian manner. And it, it allowed us to get back into the game. It allowed us to, you know, kind of find our offensive rhythm and get things into, back into perspective. Yeah, when you look at the game as a whole, I, I feel like it was a, a, the early goal may have affected England because they very quickly had something to defend. And yeah, protect. And, and, and because and of like it, even, I, feel, I feel like even they probably didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to make a decision. Maybe you weren't planning on making so soon, you know? Anyway, also, congratulations. Let's not even do this. We will sit here and talk about football <laughs> all, all right. day. Um, all right. But yeah, congratulations. I, I I will say this before before we go into boxing. Chiellini and Benucci. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of chemistry because they've Just, played at Juventus together for so many yeah. years. So they, they, they know each other so well. Old you school. Know. Old yeah, school defending. Awesome. They yeah. just, it's telepathic. Uh, including but that is, the, including the shirt drag on Saturday. Yeah. But even that, you know, <laughs> it, it, you don't love it, but you understand it and you understand yeah. there's, you have to, you have no choice. Yeah. That's something only a 36 year old man does and knows because <laughs> yeah. he grabbed them by the neck. We don't see those ones often. Yeah. But he knew. Um, anyway, on to boxing. And seeing as England were very upset this week, we've decided to do boxing's biggest upsets. Uh, Paulie, off the top of your head, what can you can you think of some some big big upsets? Right off the jump, I mean uh, Douglas and Mike Tyson come to yep. play, right? Yeah, it's a it's a major major upset. Um, right off the top of my head, would you say um, that's the, that's the biggest <laughs> one you've you've yeah. Witness. I mean, I wasn't yeah. old enough I mean, I, to understand how big those odds were at the time yeah. when when Douglas fought Tyson. I mean, odds wise, I think is the biggest one. But for me, I didn't understand odds at that age either. But I just understood the aura of Mike Tyson being yeah. from Brooklyn, being in New York, uh, being in the United States at that time. Um, was a Tyson was one of the stars in 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 all of entertainment, not just boxing. So yeah. he and and he had the video game. Uh, when the video game started, first started getting popular at that time, Nintendo was out and he had Mike Tyson's punch out on the Nintendo Entertainment System. He was a big deal. Yeah. And even in the video game, if he hit you, if he hit you once, you were knocked out. You know? so, <laughs> it's so his game. It was, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard to beat him. You know? So, <laughs> so uh, 
you know, uh, it was a big shock. It was a big shock at that time. And uh, I think it's still looking back now, it's probably the biggest shock ever, you know, um, and, and maybe in all of sports, definitely not in boxing, but there are some others that are shocks. And, well, and what, uh, what, what about the, the, the Rackman Lewis? Yeah. That was a Robin big shock. Lewis. That was big. Robin Lewis, a big shock, absolutely. Um, that was also, you know, came out of nowhere. You know, I guess, uh, you know, the talk was that Lennox Lewis had taken time to film Ocean's Eleven um, and uh, not really taking Rockman seriously. Yeah. Uh, whatever the case was, Rockman made him pay for it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Lewis got his rematch, uh, and he looked really spectacular. I remember the rematch, Lewis, Lewis looked really spectacular yeah, in that did. rematch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess we can say Joshua Ruiz as well, right? Well, I mean, that's that was, the one I was gonna. I was definitely gonna say I was there for that, and I could mm-hmm. feel uh, honestly the the feeling in the crowd was mm-hmm. it yep. was just crazy. I had Ruiz's cousin sitting in a row behind me, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> wow. were they were making so much noise, and I remember yeah. thinking, Josh, please just do this, do this, do yeah, this, do yeah. this. They're beginning to just annoy me now, um, yeah. <laughs> And, and he, yeah, look, I, I knew Ruiz was a good fighter because he, he'd yeah. beaten a lot of fighters. He looked good doing it. He, you know he's dangerous, but mm-hmm. you didn't expect it to happen quite like that. No, no. I, I, I remember working that fight with Sky Sports and in the production meetings where we were kind of going to go discuss the show, Ruiz was a replacement opponent for Jarrell Miller. Yeah. And everybody with the kind of talk was just everybody like, and how fast was it? AJ then to get rid of him mm-hmm. and I was kind of getting at the point where I you know I was getting trying to kind of give my opinion in there like I think AJ is going to win the fight but I don't think Ruiz is the kind of guy that is going to show up just for a check I, I, yeah. I know this guy's culture I know the I've seen him train in the gym I've worked out with him in the gym I was, I was at wildcard gym when he first turned pro and he was always a very capable guy <clears throat> so I was like I don't know that he's I mean, he's just gonna be a done and around. But I remember, I remember Tony Bellew was saying, Tony Bellew was saying, oh, "This is gonna end in one round." This, I mean, AJ is just gonna uh, get rid of him right away or whatever. And I'm like, and I, and I wasn't questioning whether AJ was gonna win the fight. I really felt AJ was gonna win the fight at that time. But I did, I did feel like they kind of were underestimating Ruiz's yeah. durability in the it fight. Like you know? Yeah. And 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 it came out to that point because. Ruiz actually got dropped first. Yeah. You know, Ruiz went down first. So his durability was put to the test because he got up and now he had to show that he was not going to be sitting duck. You know, he, but AJ drops him and, and it was kind of like the thought was sort of like, okay, now he's going to get rid of him. You know, yeah. this is all expected. And then that's when it completely made a 180 degree turn yeah. and, and everything went crazy. Um, Vladimir Klitschko, Corey Sanders. Yeah. Big one. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You know, Vladimir had a couple of offset losses. He did. On. Yeah. It was a, it, he lost to Ross Purity before yeah. that. Then uh, he ends up winning the title uh, and then loses it to Corey Sanders. Um, very, very interesting. You know, Vladimir, uh, there was a time where Vladimir kind of had to overcome probably some mental obstacles. He was always talented, mm-hmm. but he, he wasn't uh, uh, the most uh, durable guy in there. And uh, you know the Sanders fight and also the Ross Purity fight before that really had shown that in that part of his career. <clears throat> I've got two here: um, Cassius Clay stopping Sonny Liston, that was big. Um, but then there's also Muhammad Ali defeating George Foreman. Obviously, for those who don't know, it's the same person just with a different yeah. name. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's those are two huge upsets. But I think we don't think of them as much as upsets because of what Ali is and, and was, you know, the, the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, I think um you know, probably you would have had to have lived in the era to understand it better. Yeah. Uh, you know, you always got a better perspective of, of knowing how much of a of a badass uh Sonny Liston was. Yeah. If you were watching his fights in lifetime, right? Yeah. And then you're getting re- getting ready for the this mm-hmm. young kid named Clay who's who's kind of a, 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 a hot shot, big mouth, and probably, you know, it's going to be scary. Um, I think if you can kind of put yourself into that realm of reality, you can kind of sort of give it that feel like, wow, okay, that was, this was a big level of upset, you know? Yeah. And of course, George Fulham was just a, a bad guy. He was knocking everybody out. He had that scowl, you know? He wasn't the, the fun George Foreman that we see today, you know? Yeah. Uh, he hadn't made his hundreds of millions on the Foreman Girl either yet, so so, he's, so he wasn't as happy. You know? so he, he was, was a monster, man. He he literally he, he could hit you anywhere. You know, he could hit you in your I mean, George, and could, George could hit you anywhere even yeah. when he was older, but he smiled more. Yeah. <laughs> but man, at that time, at that time, he was hitting you anywhere and he didn't smile. And he had some really bad knockouts. Like, yeah. You know, he, I remember knocking out uh, Frazier or uh, Ken Norton. Um, you know, guys who were tough and durable. So. Yeah. You know, it kind of made it uh, scary for Ali to go into that fight yep. when people thought Ali was sort of finishing, you know, on the downside of his career. So a really a, a terrific performance, a terrific mm-hmm. upset there in that fight. Um, it's funny, I I, I, uh, I saw an interview with George uh, Foreman when he's talking about this fight, and he said Ali was big, really talking to him in the ring. You know, he was taunting him. You know, yep. he was trying to get him to go, and he's hitting Ali and he's hitting Ali and Ali's on the ropes playing the rope with opening he's hitting and then he remembers he falls in with a shot you know and he kind of getting tired so he yeah. falls in and he, and he misses it and, and, and or, or maybe grazes Ali and, and he uh, kind of falls in on him and Ali whispers in his ear is that all you got George and and George Foreman goes George Foreman saying in the interview he goes I remember thinking yep that's about <laughs> it <laughs> And then now, lastly, um, I think Ken Norton upsetting Ali. People never talk about that. Yes. You know? Ken Norton upsetting. Ken Norton stylistically was very, very difficult for Ali. Just, Ali just had a lot of trouble with him, which is why I also give Ali credit to fight him three times. Yeah. Guys, there would be guys that would just stay away from a guy like that. You know, just a, a stylistic nightmare for them. And you, and there is a, a lot of people that think Norton won two or three of those, two out of three of those fights. Yeah. You know, but uh, uh, Ali. Uh, Ali, they, they got the decision that the, of the third fight at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but a lot of people say for, uh, Norton won that fight, you know. Uh, I believe it was the first fight where Norton broke Ali's jaw, you know. So so it's uh, uh, that, w- that was another rugged guy who came out of nowhere and, um, um, you know, shocked people uh, you know, in upsetting Ali. So Ali, Ali's in the conversation both ways in, in, this, uh, in this subject matter. It's, it's the reason we love this sport. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's, even though we make our predictions, we know... It's unpredictable and anything yeah. can happen at any time. In the news this week, Wilder vs. Fury has been postponed again. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with it, but I have a slight feeling that the advantage because of this delay belongs to Wilder. He has more time to prefer, prepare, Sorry, um, maybe hone in on his craft a little bit more, disrupt the camp of, of Fury. What do you think? What do you think happens? I disagree. I do you? I, I think I think Wilder, while the advantage you're talking about there is valid, he has more time to work with a new trainer. It's something they kept to keep in mind. I also think he's gotten himself so up for this. He's revving at the top, oh, chomping okay. at the bits. 
Fury is under his skin. And if you remember, Fury did this to Vladimir Klitschko as well. He got under his skin. I don't yeah. got the guy ready. Got the guy motivated. He got there, and all of a sudden, he pulled out. You know. And I feel like <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you Fury set up having COVID because I'm that's I'm hearing the, I'm hearing is about COVID. So I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna go into the huge conspiracy theories. Yeah. I, mean, I might. I'm. I. I might think that myself, but I'm not gonna put broadcast it out there. But. Nonetheless, I think he's got Wilder chomping at the bit, yeah. wanting to get at him so bad. Ah, oh, and now all of a sudden Wilder has to Wait. decline mentally and then and then yeah. lift again mentally, and it's hard to get back to that same place sometimes. Yeah, when you were just revving and chomping at the bits to get there. So, so for that reason, I uh, and I've seen Fury do this before psychologically, the way he, he did it to to uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, and I, and I feel like it worked. Um, I think Fury's a master uh, of, of the mind games as well. So yeah. for me, I think Fury gets the advantage on that. In terms of preparation time, if Wilder does use it to to prepare, uh, does can he improve on anything between now and, I think, and then? Is, it, I think uh, is he just who he is at this point? I think he is who he is, but there's always little subtle things you can work on and improve, and they'll, they'll probably keep trying to work on those things. Mm -hmm. But again, the anger, the intensity, you know, you've got to kind of tone it down and then bring it back up. You don't want to pick too early. Yeah. Then when you're bringing it down, are you able to summon it back up? Um, because Wilder is a really emotional guy. So yeah. it, 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 this can play on him. This can yeah. play on him. I mean, it worked on Vladimir Klitschko, who's not an emotional guy. Yeah. So I feel like, um, you know, this could really uh, um, offset a lot of things for him too. But I, I do think that he can also take a lot of this in a positive and, and continue to work with his new trainer. Uh, with regards to the delay, I, I'm actually not sure how much of a delay is supposed to have. Is it meant to be a few weeks? Or is it meant to be a couple of months? I heard, I heard a rumor it is October. So, and it was supposed to be in July 24th. It's the biggest jump. Yeah. In which case, does Dillian White jump in and take it as a replacement? He is mandatory. You know, yeah, yeah, but he's a mandatory. But Fury now has a WBC title. So, what, what does Wilder fight? Wild does White does would White jump in? And yeah, would I don't know. You know, if if anything, White would be jumping in to fight Fury. But I don't know if White would be jumping in to fight Wilder. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see it. I, I think you know they've had their own beefs and whatnot. And uh, I, I'd like to see it. I think it personally would be entertaining. And I think Dillian deserves a big shot. Uh, but but I don't know that. Uh, necessarily yeah it, it doesn't seem like it would just because dillian white is the one always prepared to take the risk i'm not sure if wilder wants to take that risk especially when he's specifically after that one man um what if wilder loses i i feel like the bookies and and most of the general public believe that wilder will lose again can he rebuild after that should he lose um it's it's a difficult thing to say. I mean, usually a guy in that position, you'd say, yeah, he can. You know, usually you'd say, you know, he, you know, he's only got two losses and uh, he's he still beats can be a lot of the top guys. He's beaten a lot of top guys. He should be good. But I don't know where Wilder goes after all the excuses he made. How does he convince himself to just accept this? And is yeah. he, is he is he mentally is is, is the mental fragility? to the point where he's not going to be able to accept this and then it's going to just kind of spiral downhill. I don't know, you know, it, it, but I, it does cross my mind because yeah. he's made every excuse in the book of why, about why that first fight 
result was that way. Yeah. And while you, while you, that I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for him to convince himself that he can win the second fight in any way he needs to. I do think that if he's being in denial and he gets knocked out or he gets beat, and that that denial will sort of cause a lot of more mental stress yeah. and anguish and fragility. Sometimes you see it. I, I remember seeing it with David Price when he fought. Oh, who was the American? Um, oh, um, yeah, Tony Thompson. Yes, Tony Thompson yeah. beat him twice. Yeah. And mm. it's just so hard to come back from back-to-back -back defeats to the same person. Yeah. It almost mm. just puts you down in the yeah. dumps. You're in the mud um, yeah. and, and there's nowhere really to go. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you, you've got to do a lot of self-assessment and, self and uh, you know, self-assessing after that, you know, and, and, see, and, and, and try to make sure you believe in yourself. Yeah. Uh, Pacquiao versus Spence has been announced. They had their first press conference and I'm not sure if anyone else sees it, but it looks like Spence is around three or four weight divisions above him. He looks like a giant compared to Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah. But Pacquiao is, you know, he's always been sort of a smaller guy at these weight yeah. classes. So I don't even know that, that it, uh, <laughs> I don't even know that he thinks about that anymore. He's probably, you've been used to it. I mean, Margarito yeah. looks like, a, Margarito always looks like much bigger than him. I don't yeah. know when they fought and that didn't bother him. So we'll see. Um, Spencer's obviously saying that he, he respects Pacquiao's power, but he believes he can stand there toe to toe and go with him. Spencer's as big as they come at 147, if I'm honest. So, um, mm. who am I to tell him he can't? But Pacquiao always seems to have just another trick up his sleeve that you don't think he has. He may be getting a little bit older, a little bit slower, um, but he does have. I mean, he stopped Furman, uh, almost stopped Furman. He dropped him, hurt him to the body a couple yeah. of times. Mm -hmm. Um, he gave him as much trouble as he could possibly handle. And at the time, Furman was supposed to be the only person that could trouble Spence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Pacquiao obviously has some tricks up his sleeve for this fight or he wouldn't have took it. I mean, yeah. he's got to be, you know, <clears throat> Pacquiao, if you're Pacquiao, you can go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. So um, for him to want to take this fight, um, obviously legacy and all that does come into it. But at that age, you kind of already built that legacy, you know? Yeah. So for him to want to take this fight, he, I believe he does see something that he maybe can figure he can take advantage of. And I probably think it's the quick feet. You know, Spence is a little bit small on his feet. Yeah. And I think Pacquiao's feet, maybe Pacquiao feels a sense of, of something he can take advantage of in that way. Spence is a good jab. It's all poor jab. He can tend to control fights with it. So it'll be interesting to see how they both deal with each other. Uh, Pacquiao hasn't fought for two years. At this age, does that begin to harm you more than it helps you? He's saying that he's had rest and because mm -hmm. of that, he's he, 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 his body hasn't had to go through the wear of terror of three camps in the last couple of years or whatever it is. It doesn't affect him that much. Does it affect you more as you get older, not being so busy? I think it does, yeah. I think it does. I, I think uh, as you get older, you have to sort of keep your body active because if you don't keep it active, you're, you're going to wind up becoming more injury prone. So uh, I think it is, but that's just my opinion. I wonder if that's why Pacquiao is saying that Spence is better than Mayweather. Because that, it has to be. There's no other excuse unless he's just trying to get in his head and make him feel, feed his ego, make him feel relaxed, and maybe uh, make make him underestimate him and then jump in there and give him a shock. Um, because I like Spence. I, I think Spence is good, but I'm not sure if he's better than Mayweather. It's, 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 I'm not sure whether he's saying he's better than Mayweather now or whether he's better than a prime Mayweather. Also in the news, Haney has agreed a fight verbally, I guess. We, I guess we won't know until it's actually signed with Jojo Diaz. Um, 
they seem to be going at it on Twitter. I'm not sure when you can ever take words on Twitter as contracted and signed. Um, but it will be probably the best fight that can be made outside of those those fighters in 135 because they don't seem to be fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's a good fight, and I, I think it's a it's a good step up yeah. for uh, Haney. You know, because um, he fought the, you know, you got to figure at this point. You can call the Norris a bit shot, a bit past it over the hill, and not. Yeah. Jojo's still uh, in, in a prime in a prime age, you know, and he, and he and he just had a good performance over Javier Fortuna. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it surprised a lot of people in in, uh, in his performance and uh, the consistency he showed in that fight. Um, so I, I think Haney and Jojo is, is is a very good fight. It's a good fight. Um, they say at one thirty-five, Haney has. Well, I say they say it's what I kind of here as a recurrent theme Haney has the most underrated skill of all of those fighters in that division do you agree I think he's a skillful fighter yeah now does that mean he can he can put it together fully at a high level we'll see but I I think he has flashes of, of a lot of skills yeah but but it's also because he has to, you know, he doesn't have the power of a Tilfimo or Javante Davis, you know, like we kind of see the power of those guys and we, and we don't, we, we don't look at so much at the skills. You know, I, I think yeah. Javante has a really sharp counterpunching ability despite all the power, the power he's known for, you know, he's yeah. got good speed. I think Tilfimo also has good speed, uh, a good overall, yeah. a good overall attack in general. And of course has a, 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 a lot of power. I think with Haney, we, we, because he doesn't have the power uh, of those guys, we kind of start to look at other things. We pay attention to his skills because obviously, if a guy's not getting there with a lot of firepower, he's getting there with his skill set, right? Yeah. So, so uh, certainly Haney's skill set is uh, is probably the, the bread and butter that you and everything the the. the, the what he butters his bread with, essentially. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It, 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 he's not gonna. He's not gonna go into a power fight, uh, yeah. or even against a power fighter looking for the power. You know, he's gonna look to dazzle him, use that speed, uh, uh, the angles and whatnot, uh, good legs that he has because he's young. Um, so I, I think it's a conversation. He's the most might be the most skillful out of all of them, but I don't I don't necessarily think it's the case. But I do think when it comes to Haney, you're talking only skill set because yeah. power wise, it, you know, people don't talk so much about his power as much as uh, the other guys at the weight class. Right, predictions. There is one fight this weekend that we're going to be concentrating on, and it is Jamel Charlo against Castano. It's a good fight, and Paulie, I'm going to press you for a round and method. Points. I got Charlo on points. Castano is a durable guy. He's not going anywhere. He's nope. a no. He's a durable guy. Castano is yeah. a durable guy. He's he's a tough Argentine. He's going to be very proud that Argentina just won the Copa America. Yeah. He's going to be a. And he's he's gonna be looking to uh, kind of uh, 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 take that same momentum into this fight. Um, I think Charlo's a bit more too skilled for him because Stano's a rough guy. He makes yes. fights very rough. I worked this fight with Arslan Dilara. He's a rugged dude. So, uh, well, I think Charlo will probably win. Uh, I'd say it's on points, and I'd say Castano's gonna make. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna let him know he's in a fight. Do you think there's a, there's a scene as we've been talking about upsets? Is there not a small chance of him? Well, not even just a small chance. Is there not a chance of him? Yeah, no, he's good enough. He's good enough to win. But I, I think, um, I think Charlo has more the more uh, versatile attack. Yeah, Castano is good enough to win, and he's good. He's good enough to make you very uncomfortable in there. I am gonna go with a 
majority decision, Charlo Ooh, win. I think it's going to be close, close. Yeah. Um, I just he's he hasn't got as much experience as Charlo, but he is as tough yeah. as they come, and I well, think he makes fire. fighters. He yeah. makes them uncomfortable. He yeah. really does. So yeah. um, it'll he be challenges intriguing. You, 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 you challenges you mentally too. Yeah. You know, he's rough. He's rugged. He's kind of gotten to be kind of dirty. Hit a little bit, uh, and he's not going anywhere. You know. It's, it's, I think it's an entertaining fight. Yeah. Also on the weekend we had uh, Zula Ramirez um, yeah. uh, in the win column. Uh, he's, he's fighting with Golden Boy Promotions now. Uh, they're moving him well. Um, solid win. He's a uh, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, light heavyweight, uh, and he's a guy who I, I think can st- still makes fun fights as we can see as we see. Um, and I, I'd still love to see him with uh, you know, the other guys in the weight class. I mean, yeah. sometimes he's kind of a forgotten guy. Because maybe uh, you know the contract issues he had with Top Rank and then he broke up. He's like a golden boy, but I, I'd love to have. I'd love to be, not only mention him in the conversations with guys like Bitter Biterbiev, yeah, or or guys like um, even Canelo. If Canelo says he's coming up to fight Biterbiev, I guess now because of the breakup with Canelo and Golden Boy and that, the whole beef with De La Hoya, maybe he probably wouldn't fight Zordo. But yeah. really, if you're gonna go up to light heavyweight. Zordo fight would probably make a lot of sense because it's Mexican against Mexican, and, and you know you give that those kind of fireworks to, to the to the fight. Those kind of you know be, be be no frills. It'll be all all uh all dynamite, you know. So he uh he looked good. He won. Uh, credit also to Julian Chua. Julian Chua's trainer is probably one of the best young trainers in boxing. I know Julian from when I was in LA, uh, living, uh, and he was a, a boxer at that time. He was an amateur boxer at that time. Young guy, younger than me. Uh, but he's working with some, some top guys now. You know, he worked with Zulio Ramirez. Also works with Marvin Vettori, who's uh, who just uh, who just fought for the title in the UFC against Adriel yeah. Adesanya. You know, uh, uh, good young trainer, really uh, up on the up and up. You know, and uh, also on that card we had Sinisa Estrada. I can't remember the name of her opponent. Her opponent was an Asian girl, uh, a real tough, tough, tough fighter from Asia, um, either Japan or China. Uh, but but. There was a good give and take fight. Sinisa is younger. She mm-hmm. had the, the the energy, the combination punching, is um, the youthful excitement that won her the fight. But this girl had fought at higher weight classes and it just kept coming and coming and coming. It's, it's hard to keep it's hard to keep somebody off you when they've been bigger yeah. and they just keep walking you down. And but it's also hard to fight the temptation to punch yourself out because that's the thing is these somebody will keep walking you down. You you run the risk of punching yourself out trying to punch them off of you. You know. But uh, credit to Estrada, she fought a, a very good tactical fight. She did throw a lot of punches. She's got a lot of energy. Obviously, she, she trains hard, very well conditioned. But uh, she also makes it exciting, you know. So she, uh, when we talk about female boxers, Estrada is one of the best of the bunch in this generation, and uh, definitely a fun one to watch. And of course, uh, a, oh. and of course, a special mention to uh, Conor McGregor losing his sixth fight in six for the sixth time in seven <laughs> fights. And we, I don't know how it is. I had a feeling I don't know he was going to do this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how we how we how we still have conversations about this guy fighting main eventing. It you know it's a the state of your sport when the face of your sport is a guy who's lost six out of seven fights. You've got to start to question the state of your sport. Sorry yeah. MMA fans, sorry MMA folks. I had to say it. Okay, when the poster child of your sport is also the poster child for taking L's. We've got a problem. Before we go, we have a special guest on this episode. It is the commercial director, just about got that out, uh, Simon Harris from our sponsor, The Turmeric Co. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Um, tell us more about these wonderful products. First of all, how do they help boxers? Thank you very much for having me on. We're, we're, we're big fans of the show, actually. And uh, 
I mean, a lot of the stuff you guys have been saying, every time you, dro you drop a little mention of the shots, you you're saying the right things. So the stuff you're saying, it's it's really spot on. And it sounds, you know, every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, it, hopefully people at home are kind of listening and just realizing that the power of a natural anti-inflammatory, let's say, is it's good for everybody. It's good for yeah. boxers. We work with yeah. a number of, of pro boxers, ex-pro boxers, and we we didn't design the product for that reason, but we designed it for an overall health well drink, um, wellness drink. But it's it's all natural ingredients. Uh, any level of inflammation in your body is going to be a bad thing. If you if you're recovering from injury, yeah. you'll know that straight away. You want to recover faster. You want to you know reduce the inflammation, let your body heal itself. So, from a boxer's point of view, it's it's speed of recovery between workouts. It's mm -hmm. immune yeah. system. So mm -hmm. your immune health. You know. You can't really afford to get sick in a fight camp so you want to make sure you're always on top of your health and that's where you know the shots come in every ingredient in there is designed for a reason so we want to give you kind of the best of all of those ingredients um if you've got a kind of a natural anti-inflammatory in your system you're going to recover quicker your immunity is going to be strong with regards to the flavorings we i the one i've got right here is the raw turmeric and ginger and then there's one with beetroot and i think there's just the turmeric if i'm right as well is there is there more um, have i missed any we've got a couple of new products coming out soon but for the moment it's a range of three but i mean flavor wise didn't really come into it initially yeah. uh, so the the original yeah. formula is that ginger shot that one that you've got there yeah. so yes. raw turmeric and yeah. ginger were ingredients we needed to have in our system so i mean we've been making this for 15 years as as, as kind of like a family-run business but we didn't launch until 2018 the idea behind the product was the, the company founder, Hal Robson Cano, is a professional footballer. He suffered a couple knee injuries, ACL um, injuries when he was a teenager that, you know, from a doctor's point of view, would have wiped out his career completely. Um, he had to have surgery twice within a year. He was on the recovery table for two years and he needed a natural formula away from, you know, the prescribed medication mm -hmm. that could get him to recover quicker. So mm -hmm. it was like, we did our research turmeric kept coming up in research ginger kept coming up in research and then other ingredients i mean pineapple is a good anti-inflammatory because of the bromelain uh, watermelon is good for hydration pomegranate is good for antioxidant and then we increase bioavailability so your body can absorb it using a touch of flax oil and raw piperin which is black pepper so we kind of understood how to get the most out of these ingredients and then over the years it was a matter of let's make it taste better you know yeah. let's make it taste good so actually how yeah. can drink it every day without you know without problem he doesn't have to have the medication and then you know he's had a very successful career injury free as well uh to euro 2016 success for wales and you know in the premier league last season with west brom all down to turmeric imagine that um i, I didn't know well i guess you kind of answered it because the question i was going to ask you is where did this begin you know where did where was it founded and, and when was it created but it it's 15 years in the making. Yeah, it was cooked up in a kitchen, you know, born out of necessity is what we always say. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't we wanted to make a product and sell it. It was, let's make a product to keep our on the football pitch. Yeah. You know, it was, it was as simple as that. There was no interest in kind of idea to sell it at the time. And 2018 was the first time we had the idea. And it was it was really because turmeric became a big fad. It became yeah. a really, really trendy ingredient. And yeah. there, was, there was knowledge of it, but from what we could see, no one was doing it correctly. So no one was given, they weren't using the organic route. They were using powder or they were using kind of cheap substitutes, you know, like a turmeric latte. 
that's exactly what I like about it is uh, the, 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 you, if it has a natural feel to it. You know, you're not just popping pills into your mouth. You know, like mm-hmm. you get these turmeric pills, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, they're maybe they're not effective. I don't, I, I wouldn't know the difference, but I feel like when you're drinking a little juice shot, it feels like you're getting it directly from nature. You know, you you get this natural feel for you, yeah. and you know, it doesn't feel like. I don't know when I when I take vitamins and pills and I do, but I just they have that laboratory feel to them. When you get this juice shot like this, you know. Plus, I like spicy stuff anyway, so the ginger the ginger tastes good. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the nonetheless, it's um, it gives you a more a more natural feel. You feel like you just have this from a psychological perspective, like you feel like it's better for you. Yeah, I, and that, and that's a hundred percent it. I mean, when we started, we were like there was capsules on the market then, but it was like okay, what are these capsules made of? why wouldn't we go to the the source of the root you know it's like you want to use turmeric why would you use a supplement you want to eat broccoli yeah. or you want to have protein you don't always go for the supplement you're going to go for the natural foods first a dietitian would always recommend food first so that's what we did it was like okay let's get the most out of these ingredients by going straight mm-hmm. to the source of them well with all that being said i'm guessing we should try one i've got one right here on the table in front of me paulie you've left yeah. yours at your other house but i'm drinking and Oh, you've got one right there, Simon. Of course you do. Yes. I've been starting my mornings with it every morning. That's good to hear. And what do you think of the taste? I like the taste. I like the ginger was actually my favorite because it has the spiciest taste. The uh, the uh, the beetroot is a is a is a um, a little spicy too. The regular one is at least spicy. My girl steals uh, some steals some of those. She doesn't like she doesn't like uh, she doesn't like uh, spicy. So she steals some of those. But I like the spicy ones. I like, so ginger is my favorite one. Yeah, I would say the, the regular one is the only one where we put some thought into the taste. And what we did was we removed the ginger from the recipe. Because we kind of knew that not everyone can go down that route and not everyone likes the spice. So the original recipe would have been the ginger. And once we launched on the market, we were like, okay, not everyone's going to want that. Let's take it out. Yeah, that's a good the idea. It was a new addition to the range. Beetroot, really good for oxygenating your blood. Yeah. The nitrates oh. in there, that's endurance. Yeah. So oh, that's I would that's recommend a beetroot shot before yeah. any workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We've got some of the GB athletes taking those to Tokyo with them. Nice. You know, that's that's a really popular one for athletes. Beautiful. The proof's in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. It looks like it. Bottom line, these these are elite athletes taking it because it helps them. So uh, get out there and get some of these guys. It doesn't get any simpler than that. It's good for you. Um, Anything else you you wanna you wanna say about it? You may as well sell it whilst you're here. I feel yeah, like you've well, done yeah, everything you everything what's, what's there the is website? to do. Turmeric turmeric.com. The turmeric.co. We're we're UK based company. All the ingredients are natural. It's available in in Whole Foods, Planet Organic, a couple of stores, David Lloyd Gyms, but online is the best place to get it. It's there's not really anything like it on the market. That's why we launched, that's why we brought it to the to the to the UK market, you know, because there's a lack of good quality natural products. I mean, it's, it's hard for any small company to just bring out a product that works and put it in the shelves because, you know, the, the market is dominated by big, big companies that, that kind of take up all the shelf space available in like a supermarket or whatever. So we're, we're, we're doing what we can. The business is slowly growing. It's, it's getting some good awareness now. There's, there's, there's more understanding around health at the moment. So it's a real good time for, for a brand like us and others that are doing similar things to kind of launch their products and make some noise. Thanks for joining us, Simon. It was great having you on. As always, remember to like, comment, subscribe. And before we go, we'd like to send our condolences to the Eubank family after the loss of Seb Eubank this week. Top fighter, top guy, and our thoughts are, are with you all.